This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. And we are back once again just after 4 o'clock here. Lots of time for you to uh, call in, have your questions answered on the Employment Hour. As you just heard, 604-280-9898 or star 9898. On cell would be absolutely perfect for you to call in, talk to Lior uh, this afternoon, get your questions answered about employment, severance, workplace harassment, which we will touch on a little later in the show after we get to a few things. Also, severance pay calculator. If you've never uh, used this tool, find out uh, what your severance should be as far as a dollar amount is concerned. If you have a severance offer or if you've been through one recently, I guarantee you were shortchanged. Well, I can almost guarantee you. 99 times out of 100, you probably were. So you can check that out. In the meantime, as we go through this next hour here on the Employment Hour and get to a, a lot of stuff, my brother, we always start with the week that was. How was it? Hey, John, thank you very much. And, you know, usually I'd be saying this time of year, you know, things are slowing down. We're getting Mm -hmm. ramped up and and ready for the holidays. Uh, And usually that's the case. This is, you know, the slower time of the year for me. Well, this year is the exception, John. I I don't know if there's something in the water or what's going on, but it's been extremely busy. This week that just ended was one of our busiest uh, weeks we've had almost all year, believe it or not. A lot of people calling us, a lot of people uh, uh, having some issues, and you know, employers tend to not let people go in December. Uh, it's just not a, not a very good thing, not a nice thing mm-hmm. to do. But at least in that first week in December, man, John, I've, I've spoken with so many people that have lost their jobs. But uh, you know, the good news is that if you do lose your job, if there are workplace problems that you're facing, there's things you can do about it. And that's why we're here uh, 4 o'clock every uh, Sunday to talk about those things. And so give us a call right now because when you call us, not only can I get a chance to help you, but I'm going to also help the other people listening to the show right now because right. if you're facing a problem in the workplace, it's probably not unique to you. There's probably other people that are facing the similar situation. So in, in talking to you and then going over your situation, uh, we'll be advising, informing, and helping others. So give us a call till 5. Let's talk about your workplace rights. And of course, of course, of course, if you want to talk privately, if you don't want to be on the air, that's fu- that's fine. Call me at the office. We'll give you my number a bunch of times uh, before 5 o'clock. Now, to get us started, the week that was, you know, I told you it's been a busy week, but let, tell you, let me tell you specifically about a couple situations that I saw. First one, John, has to do with the, one of the most common misconceptions when it comes to, uh, to employment, and that is probation and probationary employees. So this lady that I, I spoke with, she had started in a very senior position uh, about two and a half months ago with this, with this new company. Obviously, when, when a new relationship, new employment relationship starts, everyone has high hopes, everyone is very optimistic. But it became very clear very, very quickly that she and, and the owners of the company had very different views in terms of how to uh, run this company, in terms of what the uh, the future of the company is, etc. Very different views. And because of that, after two and a half months of employment, the company decided to let this lady go. Again, she was in a senior position, and they thought that they need someone else in that position, so they let her go. And what they said in the termination letter is, well, you, you've been working for us for less than three months, so you're under on probation. So because of that, we don't have to pay you any severance, but we're going to be nice and we're going to give you two weeks pay. Right. And that's when she called me and she wanted to know, Lior, am I on probation? Do they owe me more? Is two weeks fine? Well, here's the thing, John. There's no employment agreement there that specified that she's on probation and there's no such thing as automatic probation. People believe that automatically you're on probation for the first month or two or three. 
That is not the case. You're not unless you sign an employment agreement that explicitly puts you on probation. She didn't. And because she didn't, she was owed severance. Now, here's the thing, John. Just because she's worked for two and a half months, a lot of people would think, well, maybe she's owed a week's pay, two weeks' pay. Because she was in a senior position, she was in her early 50s, she actually was owed four to five months, by my estimate, uh, four to five months of severance, even though she only worked for a couple of months. So I want our listeners to understand that, that first of all, even if you lose your job when you're on quote-unquote probation or when you're, uh, you've only just started working, you're still entitled to severance. And oftentimes that's going to be substantial. In some cases, you may be owed more severance than the length of your employment. She worked for two months. She's owed four to five months pay. So don't assume that short service means little severance and don't assume that you're on probation. Okay, if that happens to you, you're not sure if you're on probation, if you're let go, you know what to do just like this lady did, you give me a call. And by the way, Lior's number anytime, 604-283-3123. We'll put you in touch with the firm. Uh, call us here tonight, like you said, up until 5 o'clock, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Got uh, Sean on the line. Hey, Sean, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I got a quick question. Uh, I sure. was working for a, a different, I was, working, I'll just like, I was working for the BC government. Uh, I worked there for about a year. And then I got, uh, an, an, I applied for a job with us, uh, the federal government, and I worked there for about, uh, shoot, about six months, and, you know, luckily have it that I got laid off. You're offering one month, uh, one month in lieu, or severance or whatever. Is that, is that suitable? I mean, because I was, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was given, like I said, I was working for BC government, and I, then I was, uh, applied for the, uh, Service Canada, and I was, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but I was uh, brought on there for about six months, and I was shortage of work. They're offering one month. Is that mm-hmm. more? Now, Sean, when you were working this latest job for the federal government, were you part of a union? Yeah, yeah. So if you're part of a union, uh, uh, the collective agreement specifies what's suitable and what's not. In other words, the law stays out of it. So if you were not part of a union, you'd probably be owed a lot more than that. But if you're part of the union, ultimately the collective agreement says whether you get a week, two weeks, a month, etc. Uh, and and you know the loss takes a back seat, and whatever it is, it is. You really don't have the ability to do anything to get more. Yeah. That's one of the issues of being part of a union. You, you're limited to what the collective agreement says, and if you don't if you don't like it, there's really not much that you can do about it. So I'd ask your union whether that whether the company paid you what they owe you. Uh, the answer is in the collective agreement. Yeah, and uh, they, were, like, they were saying that I talked to the union rep, and they said that's sort of, uh, as you mentioned, it is what it is. But uh, it's, uh, I just wanted to just make sure that, you know, sometimes you, from your point of view, kind of like, based on what you said, I know, but uh, it's sort of just making sure you do due diligence. Like, thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, bye. And like we uh, said so many times in this show, I mean, you live and die by the union, right? There's, if you, even if you wanted to, you can't step in as an employment lawyer. No, and, and you know how many times people have gotten actually very upset at me or frustrated because I said, no, I, I can't help you uh, when, when they tell me they're part of a union. And the reason I can't help a unionized employee is not because I don't want to. It's because I'm not allowed. No lawyer can. No lawyer is allowed. The law is very clear that when you're part of a union, the, the union is the only one allowed to help you. And you know that's un- sometimes it's frustrating for people because they can't deal with things themselves. That's just the law is, and a lot of what we talk about, John, on the show really applies to non-union employees yes. for that reason exactly. Before we uh, break, let's get into the severance pay calculator. I give it a bit of a plug off the top, but give me some more details on it. 
Well, John, you know, if I if this gentleman that called us, Sean, was not part of a union, I would have asked him three questions. I would have asked yeah. him how long he'd worked. He told me six months, the type of job that he had, and his age. And the reason I would have asked him those questions is because those are the questions. Those are the main issues and questions that go into assessing how much severance you're owed if you lost your job. So I wanted everyone to be able to have that information, to be able to see how those factors interact when it comes to severance. So I created the Severance Calculator. It's a free tool. It's available online at severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. You answer those three questions. You find out exactly how much you're owed. It's so easy to use. It's free. It's anonymous. There's no strings attached. You don't have to put in any personal information there. It always needs to be the first place you go to because if it's not, you may end up accepting severance that's inadequate, often to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars, so severancepaycalculator.com is there to make sure that doesn't happen to you, to anyone you know. If you know someone that lost their jobs or you lost your job yourself, or maybe you're just curious or worried about losing your job, severancepaycalculator.com. And if it, they, they, they assume when they use that there's going to be a conflict. Well, this is so much more than my, my severance letter said or what my boss told me I get, so rest assured this is the right number. That's the number, John. And, and yeah. if you're looking at it and it's a lot more, sometimes it's five times more, what the company says they're going to pay you, it's because that's what the calculator does. It calculates your full entitlements, and, and I wouldn't have created it. There would be no need for it if employers would be paying people right off Good the call. bat what they were owed. They oftentimes get away with paying a lot less because individuals don't know any better. Well, if you're listening to our show right now, you do know any better. You do know better because you know you have to go to severancepaycalculator.com. Short break on the way here. In the meantime, lots of time to fill up the lines with your phone calls. If you have questions about your job, severance, employment, workplace harassment, you've ever been uh, privy to it, give us a call. We're going to get into that topic after we take a break. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. That is the Employment Hour right here. News Talk 980 CKNW. And we are right back at it here on the Employment Hour, right till uh, 5 o'clock this afternoon. Your phone calls, yep, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. We'll get to our topic of workplace harassment uh, in between our very important phone callers uh, this afternoon. Lori, hello. Thanks for hanging on. How are you? Uh, hi, I'm uh, doing okay. I have a uh, question good. in regards to, uh, I don't know, Sears uh, Canada mm-hmm. has gone bankrupt and sold a lot of their things. Um, my husband works in the trucking industry for SLH, which is Sears Long Haul. And um, I'm wondering if uh, there's any recourse for some kind of um, severance, or is is he still also able to keep his seniority because there's other people with less seniority getting more hours, et cetera? Mm-hmm. So is, is SLH, Lori, still operating? Yes. So, so his concern is that at some point they're going to stop operating and then he'll be out of a job? Uh, yes, he has been giving a pink slip for the end of the month. Okay, now is he part of a union? No. Okay. So, and, and you know, I actually, I don't know this, but SLH then is not bankrupt. Uh, I or, or is it? believe that his, uh, SLH was purchased by a Quebec trucking company. Right. That, that was that was my, my understanding as well. So in that situation, yeah, he would be owed severance. Bankruptcy is kind of, you know, the kiss of death, so to speak. So yeah. the Sears employees, those that worked at Sears, unfortunately, even though they lost their jobs, they're not getting severance. But your husband is in a different situation. So how long has he worked there? Uh, since 2003. 2003. Now, is, he, is the company that bought the business, are they going to keep him on? 
Uh, no, it's just not known if he, they may keep uh, one or two people on, and if they do, it may be people with uh, less seniority than him. Okay, I understand. So, Lorian, how old is your husband? 60, 60. Okay, so so yes, he absolutely is owed severance. Now, they don't have to keep him on, so even though he's uh, more senior than other people, they are allowed to keep others and, and not him, unfortunately, but he's owed severance. So if he's been there since 2003, that's let's call it 14, almost 15 years, he's, he's you know 60 years old, he would be easily owed a year's pay, easily. So uh, have they said anything in terms of severance? No. So, other yeah, than that, I, he uh, is not entitled to it. Why did they say he's not entitled? Did they say? Um, he's not that communicative with uh, the people he works with, they, but um, I am not getting much information. As, Got it. Okay. So, Lori, the only way he would not be owed is if they were bankrupt. If, if they're not, as I understand, and they actually sold the business, then, yes, he's owed severance, and, and, and it's going to be a year's pay. Uh, so it's very important that he give me a call, and I, wanna, I don't want to necessarily wait till the end of the month. You said that he's done at the end of the month. I want to talk to him as soon as possible. Don't worry. I'll get the answers, and I'll get the information, and I'll get him the severance. This is not complicated. And the same thing for his colleagues that may have lost their job as a result of this uh, transaction. They're owed severance as well. I mean, a year's pay is a lot of money. Uh, so it's very important. You, you, you made the call here to the show, but I want you to get your husband to give me a call at the office. John will give you the, the number in just a sec, uh, and let's, let's make sure that he gets everything that he's owed. I appreciate your time and expertise, and I believe the phone number is 283-3123. You should be working here for us. Fantastic. 283-3123, <laughs> exactly. You, you got, got it, it Lori. Thanks, Laurie. Appreciate that. It is help at employmentour.com as well by email. She's taking my job. She's That's it. Job we don't need soon. you. Laurie, yeah, you're hired. Okay, guys. Have a good night. It's uh, <laughs> Tony. Hey, Tony. Good afternoon. How are you? Hey, thanks for taking my call. No worries. What's going on? Uh, question for you. Um, I, I work for a Japanese-based company, uh, but uh, we work in Canada. I've been there 33 years. I've got a uh, fairly uh, high role in the company. But, uh, of course, there's always speculation that they might, you know, uh, consolidate, close our branch down. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, if, I, if I'm, because I'm employed, I'm not in a union, am I covered under Canadian labor laws or because it's an out-of-country company? Is there different laws that might apply to uh, any kind of severance package? So, so you, uh, Tony, you work in B.C.? I work in B.C., yeah, perfect. So if you work in BC, yeah, BC employment laws apply to you. It doesn't matter if the company head is headquartered in Japan or anywhere else. So you have the same rights as every other BC employee. Uh, and I can tell you right now, uh, you know, without even asking you about your, your specific position and your age, that after 33 years, if they if they do something and you lose your job, you're going to be looking at about two years' pay, 24 months' pay. And there's no way for them to avoid that, and, and they're... Uh, their legal obligations to you would be the same as if you were working for the uh, local uh, company here. Either way, they don't get out of uh, BC laws. Even if they uh, they decide to close the branch down or downsize or, or for whatever reason. For for whatever reason, the only way you you don't get severance is if, if they go bankrupt, and they're not going to go bankrupt. That's that's not something they could just decide to do. That's a very specific no. thing. But if they shut down the operations here, they relocate the branch, whatever it is, they restructure. They're going to have to pay you severance, and for you, Tony, that's uh, that's twenty four months pay. And if that happens, if they if you lose your job, and if they give you anything other than twenty four months pay, 
you make the call, you give me a call right away, and we'll take care of it. Great. That's great information. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. That number is 604-283-3123 or help at employmenthour.com. So on the topic of workplace harassment, we'll get to a bit of this before we break and uh, get to more phone calls as well. Um, lots of stories in the news, whether it be Hollywood or more local, for sure. Talk about employment, right? Harassment happens in the workplace all the time. Firstly, what is considered to be harassment? John, we, we can't open the newspaper, turn on the radio, no. or, or turn on the TV without hearing a story now about workplace harassment, sexual harassment in the workplace. But the stories that you hear are, are only a small part of what actually is going out there. You, uh, on out there, you're hearing stories about obviously famous people, you know, right. uh, or, or big companies, well-known companies, you know. But what happened to what happens to Joanne working for a small company in the mailroom? You're not going to hear her story uh, in the new in the news. But her story and, and, and others like her is just as important. So that's what we want to talk about here today. We want to talk about uh, harassment in the workplace, whether it's uh, regular quote-unquote harassment or, or sexual harassment, so, so that people know if they're ever in that situation what to do, what it means, and what the law says. So in terms of what harassment is, so harassment is actually defined very broadly. Harassment is considered any type of behavior or conduct that viewed objectively would be considered unwelcome. So any unwelcome conduct, conduct that you shouldn't, you should, someone should know would not be welcomed by another person is harassment. And if it happens in the workplace, well, that's workplace harassment. And of course, when we talk about sexual harassment, it has to be sexual in nature. So it is a very broad term, and it can mean anything from you know name calling uh, to to using a certain language that's inappropriate to putting uh, someone down, even from uh, you know being ostracized in the workplace. All of that can be considered workplace harassment, and all of that is something that an employee should not have to deal with. The law is very clear that an employee has a right to be free from workplace harassment, and and remember that definition. Any conduct that you would otherwise or anyone uh, would consider to be unwelcome is, John, considered to be workplace harassment. Should an employee talk to their boss, number one, if they're being harassed? Number two, we'll get this in before we break. Number two, um, what if it is the boss, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. No, it, it, that's a very common question. And now the, the starting point is, yes, from my perspective, if you're suffering from workplace harassment, ideally I want you to try to resolve it internally. I want you to give the company as much as possible the chance to fix the issue. So uh, tell the HR manager, tell the owner, tell the uh, your boss that you're being harassed, that you're being mistreated. Put the onus on them to do something and fix the problem. Because an employer has a very strict legal obligation to try to resolve harassment, to investigate, to punish those that may be guilty of harassment, and, and to make it essentially disappear and go away. But you, the employee, have to tell them. You don't want to be in a situation where the company says, well, wait a second, we didn't know about this. If you had just told us, we would have immediately fixed it. So give the company the opportunity. Now, when it's not possible to give the company the opportunity or it's actually the, the owner of the company that's the one harassing, so there's no one to talk to, then we can deal with that externally, John. Then the law is going to intervene and make sure that the employee has rights and we can potentially get the employee out of there. We can potentially get them compensation. We'll talk more about that after the break. But as a general rule, I want you to try to deal with it internally before we go externally. We'll pick it up more on workplace harassment coming up here in the uh, bottom half of the show. Your phone calls as well, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Lots of time to talk to us, talk to Lior, get your questions answered as well. You want to email it as help at employmenthour.com. We'll continue with more of the Employment Hour right here. News Talk 980 CKNW. 
At uh, 4.33 here, still lots of time for you to call in and talk to Lior, get your questions answered on the employment hour, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. If you want to know what your severance offer should be, whether it's sitting in front of you or you're just curious, if it ever comes down the pike sometime in the future, go to severancepaycalculator.com. We're talking about workplace harassment and uh, where you should go, who you should report it to. Can you be fired for making a harassment complaint? And that's a fear that people have very often, John, when it comes to workplace harassment. If I go to talk to someone, if I say something, can it turn around and and, uh, hurt me? Can someone do something to me about it? Can I be fired? Can I be disciplined, demoted, etc.? Well, let's be very clear. The law makes it clear that absolutely not. You cannot be mistreated, punished, fired in any way because you had the audacity to raise a workplace harassment issue. Now, that's true, by the way, John, whether or not... The, the harassment is proven to be right or, or not. So you may think, well, I'm not sure if this is actually harassment, and I'm afraid that if I complain and it turns out it's not harassment, I get punished. Not at all. Just by virtue of, of the fact that you raised the harassment complaint, you're protected. And anyone that tries to punish you because of it, that's what we call a reprisal. So anytime you get punished for trying to enforce your legal rights, that's illegal. An employer cannot do that under any circumstances, and the law doesn't look at those things very lightly. So you should always have the confidence of knowing that you can enforce your legal rights. And by the way, that just doesn't just apply to, to harassment. It applies to anything. Maybe you're trying to enforce your overtime or vacation pay rights. You can't be punished or penalized because you, you pursue those rights. That's a reprisal. So be confident. And of course, despite what I just said, if you are in a situation where your employer is now penalizing you, you give me a call, okay? I'll, I'll make sure that, that that employer learns very quickly why what they did was illegal. So no, you should always raise harassment complaints. You should always not be afraid, never be afraid to stand up for your rights, to try to get rid of problems in the workplace. That's a basic right, John, that every employee has. What if for some reason, I don't know, maybe the workplace is rather large, it's a, you know, it's a very large setting, you can't talk to the boss, what do you do? Yeah, well, you know, hopefully the workplace has other people. You may have an HR person. You may have a manager. So find someone in a position of authority to speak to uh, in, in, in those situations and notify them and let them take it up the food chain. Because once you, you spoke to someone in authority, it, it's the same as if you've talked to the owner. Uh, in other situations, if there's an owner that uh, or that someone, the boss is not there, make a point to talk to them. You know, we have email, yeah. uh, we have text, we have phones. So it, it really, it's never an excuse to say, well, it's difficult. You should always give your employer the opportunity to fix the problem. But again, in some situations, uh, you've done that and they haven't fixed it. They've ignored it. Or they said, well, you know, boys will be boys or we don't really care. That's your problem. Yeah. Or as I said, maybe it's the boss itself that's harassing you. So there's no one to complain to. In either of those situations, then it's time to deal with that issue externally. That may be a constructive dismissal. That may be a human rights violation. That may entitle you to compensation and to leave the workplace with severance. So let's talk about that in any one of those situations once you've exhausted the internal options. Get a hold of the firm and Lior anytime, of course, 604-283-3123. It is help at employmenthour.com. Phone line's wide open, too. You want to call in for the next half hour, talk to us, get your questions answered. Not just about harassment, anything about your job you were wondering, no problem. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Uh, as far as legal recourse is concerned, what does an employee have if there is workplace harassment? So we start with the proposition that there's an implied term in every employment relationship, John, that we're going to work in a healthy, supportive, proper work environment. 
the law makes it clear that that's just a basic expectation that every employee should have. It doesn't matter if it says that in the agreement. It doesn't matter if an employer has a policy. The, the, the law makes it clear that you have that right, that expectation to work in a harassment-free work environment. So what happens if that implied term is breached and now the workplace is poisoned? Now you're being harassed. Well, then, number one, the first remedy that you have is you, you could potentially treat your employment as being at an end as if you've been terminated. Something has happened that makes it very difficult for you to continue working because you have to face this harassment. Well, that may be a constructive dismissal. So just like uh, it would be a constructive dismissal if your employer came to you and said, we're going to reduce your pay by 30%, if your employer creates an environment that now is a poison work environment, that may give you the same remedy. You could potentially leave with severance. Now, uh, beyond that, beyond a constructive dismissal, workplace harassment may also entitle an individual to other damages. For example, human rights damages. If you're being harassed on the basis of sexual harassment, or maybe someone's harassing you because of your age or your medical condition, that's what we call discriminatory harassment. In other words, you're being harassed because of some discriminatory reason. So that's a violation of the Human Rights Code, which means you may be owed human rights damages as well. The law also imposes some other punishments and penalties on, on companies that don't deal properly with harassment by way of punitive damages, sometimes what we call moral damages. So there's a number of, of damages and, and recourse that it's available to an employee that's facing harassment, which is why I say always that an employee should take these things seriously, mm. because if they don't, it could come back and cost them a lot of money. So as an employee, you should always have that confidence knowing that the law is on your side. Employees should take it very seriously. An employer, of course, what should the employer do if they become aware, if they're made aware of possible workplace harassment? Well, the first thing an employer has to do is not ignore it. Okay, An employer has to take it seriously. It doesn't matter if the employer believes the person or if the employer uh, thinks that it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Once you or someone raises, raises harassment allegations, doesn't matter if it's sexual harassment or other harassment, the employer has to take it seriously and then has to investigate. The employer has to immediately look into what happened, ask questions, interview people if needed. And depending on the situation, John, sometimes the employer may be required to bring in an outside investigator. If it's a more complex matter, if it's you know members of management are involved, it may be inappropriate to look at it internally. You may have to bring an external investigator. But the first thing you have to do as an employer is conduct that investigation. Find out what actually happened. Maybe you'll find out that it's a bigger problem than you realize. Maybe you, you find out that it was really nothing. But either way, you have to investigate. Once you've done that, once the employer has investigated and made determinations, then the, the process becomes, well, let's fix this problem. Now that we know what the problem is, we've investigated, let's fix it. That may mean providing training about proper conduct, putting in new policies, maybe uh, separating employees, putting employees in different departments, maybe punishing the employee that's been harassing. Uh, you can discipline them, maybe even terminate their employment, depending on what actually uh, occurred. So you take it seriously, you investigate, you gather all the facts, and then you do what you need to to fix the problem and make sure it doesn't happen again. And if you don't do that, if you ignore it, if you uh, don't, don't properly investigate, or if you don't bother fixing the problem, then you have all that liability that we talked about a moment ago, uh, constructive dismissal, human rights, other damages, so very, very bad idea, John, for an employer to just ignore these things. You have to investigate, and you have to fix the problem. 
Yeah, as far as fallout's concerned, that was my next question. Does it always rise to cause for dismissal or not always? So if you're an employer and you've investigated the harassment and you found out the guilty party, yes, so it's, it's, it's Bob. Bob was the one harassing uh, employees. So the question is, what do we do with Bob? Do right. we fire Bob? Do we uh, uh, suspend them? Do we do nothing? Well, just because someone harassed another employee in and of itself doesn't mean that you can fire them for cause. Now, it really depends how serious a harassment was it. Uh, how uh, you know was it a one-time thing? You know, a lapse of judgment, or was it the, uh, a pattern of behavior? Was the employee disciplined before? So you have to take all those things into consideration. But obviously, harassment should be taken seriously. Yeah, and yes, in many cases, it would be appropriate for the employer to let someone go, the, the person that's guilty of the misconduct. But it's not automatic. An employer always doesn't matter what the reason. When you you fire someone for a cause. You always have to look at other circumstances. You have to look at the background, uh, and and you can't just say, "Well, you did it, therefore you're out of here for cause." No, uh, and, and if you pull the trigger before you should, that's a that's a wrongful dismissal. But again, that doesn't prevent the employer from investigating, taking measures to fix the harassment, and yes, that could include firing the person. A question, comment, opinion, bring them on, 604-280-9898 here for the remainder of the show or star 9898 on your cell. So I guess, like any other aspect of, uh, of your employee-employer relationship, you if you are an employee and you think you're being uh, harassed or suffering from some sort of harassment, always have a paper trail, right? Always write everything down, document everything, right? You know, most harassment, John, not all, but most harassment is going to be verbal. Uh, right. And, you know, people are going to say things to you that are inappropriate. They're going to make inappropriate comments. And there may not be that paper trail. And mm-hmm. if you accuse someone of harassment later on, it's likely they'll say, oh, what are you talking about? That never happened. I never said that. And it becomes a, a he said, she said situation. Ideally, John, that's something we want to avoid. It's not the end of the world if it has to go that way. But ideally, we want to avoid it. And the way we avoid it, as you've alluded to, is we have to create a paper trail. So it's as simple, if, if you're being harassed, is have some sort of a journal uh, or, or, or somewhere where you could record what happened. So make contemporaneous notes that on December 10th, uh, I spoke with uh, John from management, and, and here's what he said to me. Mm-hmm. Or even better, send an email confirming what happened. You know, if someone's mistreating you and saying things to you, as soon as that happens, send them an email confirming that you said this to me, and then that's not acceptable create that written record as soon as it happens, as soon as possible, that that gives you more credibility. It makes it easier later if you if we deal with this uh, by way of, of legal action, or even if you're just complaining to management, to have that record, to show them, here's what happened. Here's how I can corroborate what happened. It makes it much easier, and, and it, it, should, it should empower you to know that uh, because you have that re- uh, record, your story is always going to be believed. It must be so much better for you too, with the firm. Someone comes to you with a, uh, you know, a, a portfolio of paper harassment on trail, and you got something to work with off the top, not just hearsay, right? You know, John, I've had actually uh, recently, believe it or not, some people that have listened to my show and have done just that, and and they came to me with that 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 you know the journal or, or that email trail that substantiated mm-hmm. what that they allege, and man, that makes my life that much easier. At that point, literally, I can put it in cruise control. Uh, and I can get them what they wrote without actually having to fight too much because, nice. you know, the written record always wins the day. So if you can create something like that, that's a great idea. 
We'll take uh, one last break here and carry on through. You want to call uh, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Still got some time to call through, ask your question about your job, your severance, anything under your workplace. We'd love to hear from you. Email, by the way, is help at employmenthour.com. And if you've never tried it, find out what your severance offer should be. The real number, the true number, severancepaycalculator.com. This is the Employment Hour right here, News Talk 980, CKNW. And right back at it till uh, 5 o'clock here. Phone calls, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. To talk to Lior, get your questions answered. That is the, that's the whole purpose of it. Sandra, thanks for hanging in through the break. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. What's, uh, what's yeah. your concern? Um, question. I actually was just laid off on Thursday, so this was great timing as I was driving home, mm-hmm. and um, was noticed that I will get, I'm working out till December 31st, so giving me three weeks. I've worked for the company three years. Two years was full-time, and the last year was part-time. Um, so no severance, um, just giving us three weeks' notice. Is that is that right, or am I entitled uh, to No, it, it's not right at all, Sandra, and, and great call. So, so let's break this down. So three years, what kind of a job, and how old are you, Sandra? Uh, 64 and sales rep. Okay, so I can tell you that after three years, uh, you probably will be looking at five to six months pay, not weeks, months. Mm. So if they give you three weeks notice, that those three weeks do count towards your severance. So if you were owed six months, that would be now six months less the three weeks notice. But yes, you're, you're going to be owed that severance. Uh, whether you're full-time or part-time doesn't change that analysis. Mm. Now, your severance is is going to be calculated on what you're earning right now as a, as a part-time employee. The fact that you know right. uh, before you were earning more, presumably as a full-time employee, is not going to factor in. So if you're earning X money now a month, that amount is going to be calculated uh, for your severance. But you're owed five to six months pay, uh, Sandra. So uh, I mean, it, it is a good timing, as you said. So the mm-hmm. good news is you're owed that compensation and also, it's not going to be very difficult to get that. So what I want to do is I want to speak to you off air, and I want to see the letter that they give you uh, with respect to your notice. I also want to see a copy of any employment agreement that you may have signed during the course of your employment. And then let's uh, let's make sure that you get what you're owed. Okay. I'm up for that. Thank you. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, Sandra. That number is 604-283-3123. That's to get a hold of Lior and the firm or email Sandra, help at employmenthour.com. We'll get to a couple of those emails as we continue on here. Last few minutes of the show, Chip writes in, says, I've been working from home for the last three years. My boss just told me that I have to start coming into the office two, three times a week. Can they do that? Well, it's a great question, and, and here's the, oh. the interesting thing. So, uh, you know, the, the the reality is that if Chip is working from home, at some point his employer gave him the right to work from home. When that happened, his employer didn't have to. There was no legal obligation back then on Chip's employer to allow him to work from home. They could have said no. But yeah. once they did, once they said, okay, you can work from home, that now becomes a term of employment, which means the company can't just change it. They can't say, well, we want to go back to the way things were, uh, and, and we want to now have you come into the office a, a couple times a week. No, they can't do that. So for Chip, his employer doesn't have a right to make him come into uh, work a couple of times, as they said, because his terms are he works from home. 
So the fact that, that they can't do that doesn't necessarily mean that there's a way to stop them. What it means is if if that's right. what the company does, they impose that on him, he can treat his employment as being terminated. Again, that's a constructive dismissal, and he's going to be owed severance. So yes, even though your employer is trying to go back to the way things were, uh, no, they can't do that. Any change, any significant change to the terms of employment can result in a constructive dismissal. So, Chip, you and I need to speak. I want to talk to you off air to make sure that we get you that severance if, in fact, your employer pursues it. Or maybe, maybe we can just educate your employer and make them understand why they shouldn't be doing that. And hopefully that will just make them back off and allow you to continue working from home. Another email here. This one comes from the Don't Mess With Mama Files. Uh, Sarah writes in, says, I'm five months into my maternity leave and got a call on Friday that the company doesn't have a job for me and that they will be paying me my severance. Are they allowed to do this? Well, you know, I always get frustrated when, when that happens because, as you said, you know, you don't mess with mama. Now, now here's the thing. Yeah. Presumably, she's gonna take, she was going to take her full maternity leave, which is 12 months, and that you know, means that she's, she was going to be off for another seven months. If the company's saying now, hey, we don't have a job for you, well, it could be legitimate. But how would they know that seven months from now they're not going to have a job? Yeah. Their legal obligation they're crystal balling is to make, it big time. <laughs> well, they, they are seven months into the future. You know, if it was seven days, okay, I can understand, but not seven months. Because their obligation, John, is to take her back to the same position at the same compensation unless legitimately they can't. Maybe they shut down the department, etc. Well, they can't make that determination today. They can't say today that seven months from now, when you are going to come back, we don't have a job. Even if today you don't have a job, things can change by tomorrow, they can change by a month from now, and they can certainly change seven months from now. So to me, that is a human rights violation. That could be a violation of the Employment Standards Act. So that is illegal. Okay, so I, 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 employers sometimes jump the gun and they try to make predictions and conclusions about what's going to happen in the future like that, though. They shouldn't be doing that. So you have to give me a call. Let's talk about that because not only are you owed severance, that goes without saying, you may be owed some additional compensation because the company not, or not having met its legal obligations. Got a couple minutes left. I'll squeeze in Stan as well. Help at employmenthour.com. Myself, six other colleagues, just got let go. Cost cutting. All got two weeks pay for each year of service. Uh, is that the law? Hmm. <laughs> it's not, John. Uh, you know that, as, and I know that. And by the way, just because your buddies have all been given the same doesn't make it right. A lot of people think, well, everyone got the same, so it must be right. No. Uh, age, position, and length of employment are the factors that go into assessing how much severance is owed. So it's going to be more than that. You know, Depending on, on the length of employment, it could be a month per year, two months, three, six months per year. So I would tell them to go to severancepaycalculator.com and make sure that, that you get what you're owed. Uh, and a lot of people compare notes. They say, well, you know, if Bob got this much, I should be getting that right. much. Very bad idea to compare notes because, uh, again, uh, first of all, just because someone got a, a good deal or a bad deal doesn't mean that you have to be in the same situation. You get what the law says you should have. And whether your colleague down the hall got more or less doesn't, doesn't factor into that. Uh, it's an individual assessment. So you always go to severancepaycalculator.com. But if you want to be a good colleague and a good buddy, tell the other guy that lost your job to do the same thing. So they, they, they don't find out later that they accepted less than the road, and now they're stuck without that compensation that they road. And that's why the severance calculator, John, is so important. 
Lots of good follow-up there for everybody listening. It's uh, it's done for another week. SeverancePayCalculator.com, as we just talked about. Find out what your severance should be. Very simple to use. You want to contact Lior in the firm. There's a bottom uh, button at the bottom. You can do that. Otherwise, completely anonymous. Help at EmploymentHour.com is email and phone calls anytime. 604-283-3123 and online VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour right here. News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.